Welcome back. This is Castlin and Always Acting Up. This is the podcast where I share all of my personal stories and journeys as an actress in the entertainment industry. This episode is our final episode of the season. It is December, and we're going to briefly talk about, um, I want to kind of give back a little bit of gratitude as well as a little bit of holiday chat of what it's like being an actress during the holidays. But before we get there, I want to give a special shout out to all of you guys who have been supporting me, listening, um, commenting, subscribing. It means the absolute world to me. It really, really does. And of course, this all could not be possible without my producer, Hisani Johnson. Yeah. So I'm actually going to try to get him to be a guest on my podcast because he has so many really cool things uh, coming up and so many accomplishments this year, even during a pandemic. So that'll be also something to look forward to for 2021. But with this episode, um, I just want to start with really <laughs> saying thank you guys um, so, so much for supporting me on this podcast. I know I've talked about how difficult it has been many, many times. Um, I know kind of slash new, but I kind of still don't know a thing about audio and podcasting. And this is a whole new thing for me. And I'm doing the video and audit. Oh gosh, I can't say audio editing. It's all just been really challenging, but it's incredibly, incredibly fun. I'm, I've been having so much fun. I can't even wait to start some other podcasts that I want to launch. So thank you guys for supporting me and uh, listening. It kind of makes me a little bit more motivated to keep going. So I really appreciate you. But also, it's kind of hard to finish the year's podcast without mentioning what we're still going through eight months later, this COVID-19 pandemic. It has been just so difficult and so challenging on so many levels. And it's almost strange to even complain and say how hard it's been when I'm still alive and breathing and I just feel so, so, so thankful. And, you know, for many people like lost their jobs, lost their loved ones, lost opportunities. It's just been challenging. On top of that, uh, we can't forget at the beginning of springtime, we had the Black Lives Matter protesting and it's been a very hard, difficult, exhausting year. Even just being a supporter, like there's only so much I can do to help. Um, it was just so hard. And I, I really hope that we made some progress or at least changed some people's minds as to the importance of why our community, why our black community means means so much and why it's so important. So it's just been a really hard year. Um, and so I'm thankful to still be here today. I'm thankful to be podcasting. I'm thankful for you guys. And so with all this being said, it is December and it is the holiday season. Um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine, Lauren, who is actually featured in episode 12 of the Aussie. Uh, she's a singer. And we had a conversation once and she was talking about how difficult it is to go back home during the holidays. One, because, you know, airlines jack up all the prices, but also as a singer, a dancer, Sometimes as an actor, it's our busiest season of the entire year. There's productions, there's holiday shows, there's private parties, there's events, and then you have New Year's. And sometimes this is where you can make so much of your money that it's really hard to leave because let's just say, for example, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, you can make, 
an easy, not easy, I don't want to say easy, but New Year's Eve, you can make, you know, a solid 500 and up just on New Year's Eve. Whereas to make that same amount of money in February, you're going to have to work maybe a couple days. So it's really challenging as an artist to go back home. And I thought, who could be better guests than my family? So I had to do a little bit of convincing, but I think um, I think this is going to be good. I think they're going to have some pretty honest answers. My family's very honest. They will tell you, tell you what they think and tell you how they feel and I'll try to leave in as much as possible without editing out some crazy things because sometimes, sometimes they say some crazy stuff. So um, let's bring on my first guest. Here is my dad, Harry. Hey, how you doing? Hi. Are you excited to be on my podcast? Yeah, I've never potted before, so who knows? Uh, you know. <laughs> Have you ever actually listened to a podcast before? Preferably mine. Uh, no. Okay, so you've never listened to my podcast. No, it's like, uh, you know, I mean, whatever <laughs> it is, I really don't get it. So I don't really listen to it. Okay, good. Okay, so this year, um, as we all know, the entire world knows, um, has been all about COVID-19. It's absolutely terrible. I'm still getting over it myself, which I did not share with you guys at the beginning of the podcast, but I'm telling you now. Um I've had it for about three weeks now, and I'm still testing positive. I don't have any of my scents, uh, my nose, like I can't smell yet. It is coming back. I'm still having chest congestion, congestion and a little bit of fatigue. So I consider my symptoms mild, but it's been definitely worse for so many, so many other people. Um, so, Harry, what do you think has been the most difficult thing for you um, with this year in COVID? Uh, well, the, the the biggest issue for me is kind of like uh, the companies that were cutting back because of the COVID. So, you know, we're not allowed to go back in the office. You know, um, uh, the company has uh, slashed people's pay. They went ahead and um, canceled the 401k Ooh. and uh, furloughed some employees. Now, it's a good thing. It's a bad thing. Okay. I don't mind taking a pay reduction in order to continue working and not have to worry about going on unemployment or, you know, mm. uh, any kind of assistance because, you know, as you can see, the government doesn't really have their act together in regards to that. So there's a lot of people suffering out there. Yeah. Um, and um, that's, you know, that's not a good thing. As far as the the virus is concerned. Actually, you're the first person I know that told me that they have the virus. I didn't know anybody before that that mm. had the virus. So it's probably because you're not on social media. I feel like, unfortunately, I know way too many people who've had it at this point. And I didn't. I didn't mention um, my dad's actually in New York, so he's in another one of the hot spots where um, COVID really kind of. I don't know what the best word is started in the u.s not started exploded, but like you talking about yeah i was gonna say exploded but i wasn't really sure if that was like an appropriate word talking about covid no i mean it's you know but unfortunately with the uh with the virus is you know whoever you know the mayor of new york as well as the governor and these guys they don't know what they're doing but the thing is is that nobody wants to make a mistake so no mm. one wants to send saying okay you know what 
you can hit the bars and you can go to the restaurants. You can do everything you want to do. But if a lot of people start getting sick, now they're responsible for that. So they don't want to make mistakes. So they rather uh. err on the side of caution and just tell everybody the bars are closed, restaurants you can't dine in, you can dine out, you know, but, you know, New York's not L.A. You know, we got a winter going on, so not many oh. not many people are going to be dining outside. Um, I actually forgot about that. I losing I'm losing track of time. It's December already. So you're now living in New York again. And before that, you lived in L.A. and then Texas. And now you're back in New York. How long have you been back in New York for now? It's been like a long time. I've been here. I moved back in uh, March of 2011. Dang. <laughs> so almost so almost 10 years now. Yeah, that's a long time. I guess that's probably, nope, Karen was probably in Germany even before that. Last time, for example, you guys actually came to Vegas and I didn't plan on it. I had actually planned on taking <laughs> the entire time off. Um, I know it was your birthday. Mom was saying it was a delayed Christmas. So I guess you can call it whatever you want. Uh, you guys came to Vegas. Everybody came to Vegas. And then I got stuck working like two, maybe three days while you were here. And what sucks is like, it put me in a really difficult decision because it was such a high paying job. Like I'm not going to tell everybody what it was, but it was such a high paying job. And had I said no um, that time, they wouldn't have hired me the following year, which they did. It just leaves me in a position of, do I take it or do I not take it? Because it's you know, my, my job and everything is so inconsistent. How was that for you coming all the way to Vegas? And then I wasn't even there. No, well, for me, I mean, I like coming to Las Vegas. I like Las Vegas. You know, I mean, it's, you know, I've, mm -hmm. I've always liked Las Vegas as many times as I've been there. Now, yeah, it was a little bit of a downer that you weren't there all the time and stuff because, you know, I mean, I wanted to see you and stuff. But listen, you know, work is work. You know, in my whole career, you know, there was a lot of times when you girls were growing up, I wasn't around because I was working one job or two jobs most of the time. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's just the way it goes. You know, I mean, we're yeah. not all we're not all born into money. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, I have these conversations about uh, nepotism and money. I know, I know people are going to disagree with me when I say this, but people are always like, yeah, money doesn't buy happiness. And I'm like, actually, yes, it does. It buys you time. It buys you health. It buys you training education that you need to. Um, and that's just my personal opinions on that, which I'm sure not a lot of people are going to agree with. But that's how I feel. Well, listen, you know, a lot of people, money isn't too important in their lives. But the problem is, is that you still want to live in a nice place. You still need a car. You still got to buy clothes, food, and everything else. Guess what? You need money for that. Mm -hmm. You know? So a lot of people say, ah, it's not all about the money for me. Well, you know, it's like, yeah, maybe that's true, but that's also a lie. I agree. Snap. Um. So, and now you and I actually moved to Las Vegas. No, 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 we didn't. We moved to L.A. <laughs> we moved to L.A., when um, when I was only 17, I graduated early from high school. You know what's funny is I don't know where I was mentally, but I had no idea you were moving to L.A. until like the week of. Was this a last minute decision or did you know this and I just was in my own oblivious world? 
Yeah, I think you own. Yeah, I think you were in the Castleman world and stuff like mm. that because, uh, you know, I mean, uh, we, you know, we had planned because I had planned to go. Now I was leaving, and it wasn't, you know, unless until your mom said, "Listen, Castle wants to go with you." I was like, "Yeah," because I was planning <laughs> on going by myself. But uh, all right, you know, she, you know, you want to go, and you were trying to get into the business and stuff, you know, so. It's like, all right. Yeah, I feel like I feel like nobody. I feel like I just didn't know. And then we graduated in December. And then I feel like you asked me. You said, "Hey, uh, I'm I'm going to LA. You want to come?" And it was like, "Yes, okay, bye." And then I packed everything up, and we were literally gone like the next day. At least that's how I remember this. Yeah, we packed the truck and we put you we put your car in the trailer, and that yeah, was it. I mean. God, it's really crazy. I don't know what I was thinking. Actually, I do know what I was thinking. I need to start auditioning. I need to be on TV. I need to do backup dancing. And I couldn't wait. And I literally had the opportunity. And I got really, really lucky because you were moving there anyways. And that's how I ended up in L.A. Hey, listen, in my business, okay, you know, my business is the most thankless business there is, okay? But there's one business that's worse than that. And that's your business that you're trying to get into. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, uh, interesting times, especially like when we first moved out there, I didn't know anything. Like I was literally starting from scratch and I've mentioned this before on one of my podcasts, like the internet hadn't blown up, hadn't blown up with all this information like it is now. Like now you can just do a Google search of the steps you need to take and what do you got to do? And, yeah, you you're uh, you can be a Google Audulist. Yeah, I don't even know what that means, but um, <laughs> it wasn't like that when I was starting. So I I really had to start from scratch and the yellow pages. And I know you don't remember, but you actually came with me to Long Beach one time. I had found a headshot photographer in Yellow Pages um, to get my very first headshots done. Do you remember that at all? Uh, no, but thing is, I think I remember one time. Um, I drove you to do an audition, and I know we, we we drove someplace in LA. And you get out of the car and you walk, and there was a place like maybe about twenty five yards with a door open. It looked like you know, God, it looked like a shack. And I was like, and you were walking in there, and I'm like, you know what? If she's not out in fifteen minutes, I'm going in there with a crowbar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I was like. You know, I might not see you again. God knows what the hell's going on there. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a valid concern. And that's actually like why I want to do this podcast because there's so many people who are starting now and especially young girls and, and boys. We just don't know anything. So I'm hoping like with this podcast, you guys learn something. I know it's not tips and tricks, but with these stories, you'll learn some lessons and things to look out for. What has it been like for you as a dad watching me with all of these struggles, frustrations, sometimes just what seems like years of nothing going on and then I'll have some success? What has it been like for you to kind of watch that? Well, that's the problem is, is that, you know, as, as a parent, you want to help your, your kid to be successful. The thing is that, I mean, I have, you know, I have no friends in the entertainment business. I have no relatives in the entertainment business. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know nobody 
in the entertainment business. Now, the only the only um, person that's kind of like a, a star was when I was growing up in New York. Right next door was uh, Chris Walken's family had a bakery. Mm-hmm. And then, so, you know, my brother grew up with Chris Walken. Wait. And probably knows him. Wait a second. But but I don't know the guy because I'm too young. I was too young then. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. I didn't know that you remember this. I know I've heard this story before, but you, what, what? Because he had brothers. He, he's he got brothers, right? Christopher Watkins that are, aren't they younger, like your age? Well, he has, he has, no, he has, no, he has an older brother, Kenneth, and then he has a younger brother, Glenn. And he's got a sister who uh, is uh, is a casting. She does casting, you know. For Why are you just now telling me this? I think her name is Julianne Walken. I don't know what it was. I think Stop. So. She just called. She did casting. She did kind of like. She did. Um, I think she did the Sopranos casting or some other some other show and stuff like that. But uh, I. I can't even believe you're just now telling me this because you know that I have a website called IMDb where I can like go and find all their information and contact them. Do you think they would know who you are? I mean, they would know who the family is, but do you think they would know you in particular? I don't know. Chris Walken still remembers because my grandmother used to babysit him for his parents when his parents used to go through stuff. Oh. But he, but he was pretty young and stuff like that, so... So the walk-ins are like the only ones, you know, that you could say, hey, you know, I know somebody famous. But, you know, but hmm. I haven't heard from Chris Walken in a couple of years. So I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he's just living off his money. I don't know what he's doing. Oh, I'm I'm sure he is. Well, this is good information. <laughs> I knew that they had the store next door, but I didn't know, like, you knew them. I thought that... They had like moved away or something by the time you were born. No, because what happened is where we lived on next to our house was the Walkins Bakery, and then on the other side was a bar that his brother Glenn opened. So I was in the bar a couple of times, you know, with your mom when we were in New York and stuff like that. And then one time we're in the bar, and Chris Walkins over there hitting on your mom, and I'm like, <laughs> hey, you know, the hell. <laughs> uh, that's so funny I can't believe you never said any of this before well, Mom went to school with Melissa Joan Hart's mom And I've actually tried reaching out to her before But I can't get a hold of her So I don't know if I just have bad information Yeah, it's, uh, see now Now that's not a bad thing Because that's a lady who's She's in the business Maybe she's out of business now, who knows but. No, she is but, um, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, but, you know, a lot of people, Kaslin, you know, they say, yeah, yeah, call me, I'll do this, you do that. And when it actually comes time, they're like, they're too busy, but they ain't around. Yeah, I, I think about that also. Like, if I were in that position, I would just imagine that I have probably 3,000 people emailing me every day wanting something. That's probably what they would assume. Like, oh, gosh, another person, what do they want? So what do you think... Um, I know you guys used to say some pretty ridiculous things. Um, what do you think I should do to get some uh, better auditions and to have a little bit more success? What are your strategies for me? Well, I think it's a numbers game. I think the, the more auditions you go on or the more, you know, things you try to do, whether it's related to 
movies or TV or commercials, anything like that, the more you go on, the 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 better your odds are of getting something. Now you, it may be one out of ten, maybe one out of a hundred, maybe one out of a thousand. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but um, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be motivated. Mm-hmm. I remember. I think it was you. You guys said some really stupid stuff, and I would. <laughs> I, I I think you just randomly. Yeah, you're laughing because you know it's true. <laughs> what stupid stuff do we say? Why don't you just? Why don't you just go on? Uh, go in the building, knock on their door, and say, "Hey, I want to be in a movie." Because <laughs> that's, that's that would work for sure. I'm sure no one's thought of that. That might be something your mom did. Um. I don't know. I feel like that's something you would say, too. See, right now with the virus and stuff, everything's messed up, right? Mm-hmm. Production companies are shutting down. People, you know, um, you know, they're starting to crank it back up again and stuff like that. But what I would be doing is I would be trying to get a, a regular job in the business. I would go get a, try to get a job at a studio mm-hmm. or a job at a production company. Or a job at some sort of entertainment thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that, you know, you're kind of like in the middle of the action. Mm. And you never know. That's interesting. That's what I would be doing. I try to, if you want to be in the business, you better get a job in the business. True. Because we all know it's all about who you know. Um, and what did you say? We were talking about it at one time. You said there was a new big studio that was opening up there. In Brooklyn, maybe? Oh, yeah, there was. There's a, there's a, uh, I forget the name of the studio, though, that I had told you, but they're, they're going to, they're building 500,000 square foot sound stages on the, by the Brooklyn uh, waterfront. Mm. I forget the name of the thing. I know, you and mom are forgetting names, and I'm trying to give my peeps all kinds of information, and you guys keep forgetting names to everything. But the thing is, is that, like I said, you know, if you, I mean, even in Vegas, I mean, I would be, you know, trying to get a job if there's any production companies or anybody, any kind of entertainment, modeling, anything, I'd, I'd go get a job there. You may not make a lot of money, but you're in the middle of the action. Okay, you guys. Um, my next guest on my podcast is my mom. She is here with us today. Hi, mommy. Hi, Catalina. How are you? I'm doing good. So my mom, um, her name is Deb, Deborah, Debbie. I don't know. You kind of go by all those, but that is my mom. She's joining us here yeah. today. Deborah's De- preferable. Deborah is preferable. Um, my mom lives in Florida. How long have you been in Florida now for? Uh, four years. Lovely Florida. Four years. Um, and yeah, so Florida is kind of a new thing for our family, whereas we grew up in Texas and then dad and I moved to California and now he's back in New York. So we're really kind of all over the place as a family. Like I can't even think of the last time we had a family with Yumi, Dad, and Karen for Christmas. I don't even know when that was. I think it was probably when we were in Vegas, but that was a delayed Christmas also. <laughs> that was in March. How could that be a Christmas? <laughs> I said delayed Christmas. Oh, my God. No. Oh, wow. This, I, I've already warned everybody that this could potentially be a very interesting conversation. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, little little mommy. So, um, this year is difficult for everybody um, in terms of, in terms of health, uh, jobs, work, etc., um, and not being able to see your family. Some people are very lucky, so they get to live with their family or they live in the same state, which none of us have really done in. Gosh, I don't even know. I don't even know the last time we all lived in one state. But um, what has been the most difficult thing about COVID for you? Wearing that mask. Oh. I do not like it. And when I put it on, it actually makes me feel ill. I feel ill from breathing in my own... Gingivitis? <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. My own fumes. <laughs> yes, I don't. I don't like it. At all, not one bit. Okay, well, we are promoting wearing masks because I wear masks. I wear actually, you guys, I wear three masks every single time I go out. Didn't say I didn't. I didn't say I don't wear it. I know you do. I wear it only when necessary. Um. Okay, and so, like I mentioned before, uh, we all live on different coasts. Um. Actually, you and Dad kind of live on the same coast, but Karen's across the pond or the Atlantic. And what is it like for you? Um spending holidays away from your family holidays important events what has it been like for you it sucks are you allowed to say that word i don't know but anyway i hate it i absolutely hate it because before uh your aunt came down here my sister lives three minutes away now um it was i was by myself but i do have a great support group in my friends from high school, a husband and wife, and they live not more than five minutes from me with their family. So they've taken me in as part of their family. And for the last, I'd say, four years, I have been a part of their family. So as much as I miss my daughters and my husband, I do have an extra family here. Friends sometimes are a big support group when you don't have your family. So basically, you've been adopted. I've been adopted. I do. I have been adopted. <laughs> I, I am the aunt. And and, and, and I've just been the aunt. And I've said this on my podcast before, being so far away from family, you kind of um, grow your own family. Like family doesn't have to be blood. Right. That's what you were trying to say. Family doesn't have to be blood related. Right. So I, I agree with that. And I think there's a lot of people... Exactly especially other actors like myself. Um, we've all moved away from home and going back and forth is not always easy time-wise, financially. Um, and typically what happens for a lot of us actors, like it's on cue, like it happens like just all the time. You won't have a single audition for maybe like two weeks and then you leave town for three days and you'll have five auditions. That's just how I can't explain it. I don't know what the universe does, but... Called the Murphy's Law. Yes, Murphy's Law. Anything that can happen Murphy's will happen. Will happen, exactly. I'm surprised you knew that. I'm not going to lie. Where do you think that stuff originated from, from us old people? Oh, okay. It's not a new thing. It's an old thing. Fair yeah. enough. True. It, it, it is an old thing. I guess maybe we'll all have to do a Google search of what it, where it actually originated. Um, and so sort of like what I was just saying is most of the time I can't come back, especially during December. I can this year because... Uh, sort of taking the time off, but also there's not as much going on and I'm prioritizing family over anything else. What is that kind of like for you, knowing that 
in a sense, it probably feels like I'm choosing my career over anything else. Uh, no. I raised my girls, both you and your sister, to be very independent. So although I'd love to see you on Christmas, whenever we all get together as a family, is just fine with me. I don't have to have it on Christmas. Although I'd like it on Christmas, it doesn't happen, especially since we're all over the place. We have to make travel plans. We have to make sure that everybody coordinates their lives within our family so yes. we could all be together. Like Christmas in March, according to you. Right. I never feel I never feel that you or your sister or your father chooses um, your business or your your significant others over our family because we can do that at any time. It's, oh, you know, good. It's, it's a big deal, but it's not a big deal. Oh, well, I didn't know you felt like that. So that's good. Okay, and so my next question, uh, what has it been like for you as a mom watching my struggles and failures and a little bit of successes in here for the past decade? What is it like for you? Extremely frustrating. I feel like I want to go out and punch a, a, a theater director or somebody that doesn't see your talent. It pisses me off because I see the raw talent in you. And when I watch TV and see a girl, I say, oh, Catherine could do that. Oh, Catherine could have done that. Catherine could be there. Catherine could do this. Uh, it drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. It really drives me nuts. It, 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 it really pisses me off, honestly. It makes me angry. <laughs> well, you know what? It kind of makes me angry as well. But there's so many more things involved in being on those TV shows. And I think most people have any idea like it's not just um it's connections but the clients want something specific or there's just there's so many games involved that it makes it a little difficult to get started and I have to admit and I've admitted to myself a lot lately I think that when I started this industry think about it I didn't know anything I didn't even know what a headshot was um I basically started from the beginning and a lot of time in in my in my opinion, I feel like the first five years don't count because I was still learning what everything was. And then when dad and I moved, we were 17. I couldn't even, you know, sign paperwork on my own. Well, how else do you learn if you don't start from the bottom? Well, that's the good thing is you got to start somewhere. Start from the bottom. And so what do you think? Like my family, you guys know nothing about the entertainment industry except for what you watch on TV. What do you think um, something I could do for more auditions and more success? I honestly think you should focus on one thing, one genre, okay? Instead of uh, doing this, that, and the other thing, maybe you should just focus on being a spokesperson because you do that very well. Mm -hmm. you're, you're up there. You can do interviews, and um, you could go on, like, for example, like entertainment tonight and be one of those people. I, I don't know. Uh, acting, I think that you're very, very good, but I'm, I'm the mother and I'm prejudiced and, uh, and all of that. But I still think that you should focus on one genre and just take it and run with it. Yeah. And be the best in that field that you could be. And go with it. Yeah, um, I don't know if you listened to my podcast, but I actually had an episode where I talked about this um, 
a couple podcasts ago because when I was first starting, um, remember I was I was still in school. I was doing Cirque. I was dancing. I was acting. I was doing way too many things. And I think, um, yes, I agree with you. I wish I would have known this earlier that I should just focus on one thing. And what's hard now is that a lot of times you can't just be an actor anymore. You have to be an actor writer, an actor producer. Um, it's just more, just much more difficult to do one thing, but I do agree. Well, Catherine, maybe sometimes you should talk to your mother. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> and your mother could tell you these things, but you know what? It seems that children don't listen to their parents oh, okay. until it's already too late or it's already past prime time. And then you go back and go, Ooh, you know what? They might've had a thought there. So what you're saying is, uh, moms know best. Moms know best and we can see. Okay. I don't know about other mothers, but I can focus outside of the uh, box and see different things. <laughs> A lot of mothers can't do that. Okay. I can do that. And although you and your sister both hate criticism, you need criticism to grow. You can't grow unless you you have some kind of either constructive criticism or or non-constructive criticism. But we all need it in our lives to grow. That is true. Sometimes you learn from the hard times more than anything else. So Exactly. Congratulations. I agree with you again. Yay! In terms of TV, movies, whatever, um, what kind of shows you mentioned entertainment tonight as like a host but what kind of shows do you think you could see me on Catherine there's only one thing you can do and you do it well you are the 2020 of I Love Lucy oh yeah you are the you are the funniest child I have ever met in my life and yeah. you were from growing up you love Lucy and I still see Lucy in you and that's what you should do comedies Romantic comedies, drama, dramatic comedies, dramedies, some kind of a uh, just like um, oh my goodness, um, she was married to Clark Gable and she did comedies all the time. Um, God, I don't know. Went out of my head. An old actress, Um, but that's what she did. Yeah, you guys. My mom watches a lot of old classic movies that she'll name an actor or name a movie that I've never even heard of before. So I. I know who Clark Gable is from. Um, oh God! Now I don't. Gone with the wind. But gone with the wind, right? But he married a woman who died in a plane crash, and her her genre was comedy, and she was straight faced comedy. Huh. And it was good, very good. Well, I wish she had a tragic ending. Yeah, I wish you could find the name because that would be something that I think we'd all be interested in. Um, Maybe doing some research. Well, just look up Clark Gable's wives. I think it was his last one. His last one. Yeah, that seems to be a thing with a lot of movie stars from back in the days is they have like three million wives and or husbands. A lot of a lot of marriages. Yes, yes. I think I honestly think she was the third. I think she was his third wife, honestly. Okay, you guys, go to Google now. See, this is a part of old age. You don't remember anything. Well, I don't remember anything now. But I can um, see her face. Pia, you know the word is genre, right? 
No, I say a genre, and that's how I say it. <laughs> I'm from New York, and I say I talk the way I want to talk. I have my own language. Okay, just there you go, everybody. She she's got her own language, her own thing. That's just what it is. Um, and so. Um, I was just asking Karen, I don't think because she's been gone for so long, I don't think she's ever seen any of my live shows, which probably brings me to you. I don't think you guys have ever seen any of my live shows before, like my Disney, um, Knott's Berry Farm, all the shows I did around LA. Have you ever seen any of my live? Of course we saw them. We saw them on tape. Oh, I meant like live in person. Uh, I never saw them. I never saw them in person, no, but I would love to. Mm. That would be a, that would be a highlight, a highlight for this mother. Yeah. Well, well, you get to see me um, every so often. I get to do a fun little TV show. What is that like for you, seeing your daughter on TV? <laughs> That's like the coolest thing ever. Go like, oh my god, I know that kid. I know her. She's fine. Hello. Yeah. But listen, after after having watched you in gymnastics for. I don't know, 15 years, uh, I, I, you know, I got my fill of watching you, even though half the time I never watched you because I was so nervous, but that's okay. You did good. For my last and final guest of this podcast, my sister, Karen. Hi, Snack. Hi. Hello. So my sister actually lives in Germany, and how long have you lived there, lived there now? Well... In total, about 10 years. 10 years. And you know, people ask me all the time. And when I tell them that you live in Germany. Does she speak German? Uh, yes, that's definitely a question they ask. And one of the other things they go is, um, oh, is she in the military? And then they follow it up by the with the next question. Um, is she ever coming back? <laughs> so you can go ahead and answer us that question. Are you ever coming back? Would you ever want to live in the U.S.? Um, that is also a question I get very often. Um, the answer now is no, but you never know what's going to happen. I've been here 10 years now, so that's the majority of my adult life. And I spent two months in Washington, D.C. in 2018, and I felt like I didn't really belong almost, like things develop and you're not really in the loop anymore. Like I, I didn't feel like it was some place that I knew. It, it felt like a very foreign place. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, the first question, I'm not with military. I came here, I came to Germany with an exchange program and long story short, I stayed and now I have a job and a boyfriend and a cat and I'm also German. So I don't think I will be coming back to the U.S. anytime soon. When she says she's German, uh, what she means is she was actually offered. Well, I don't know if you were offered your citizenship or you found a loophole, didn't you? Um, okay. It is definitely not offered. I had to work for it. It was not handed to me. I did find a loophole. But there were quite a few criteria that I had to fulfill to be able to become German. Um, and there was a lot of work and time that went behind that. Did it cost a lot of money, too? Nope. Um, well, I don't know. If you look at the whole process, like, you have to pay into the German tax system, 
for at least, well, I had to pay for at least five years. So if you look at that, um, we pay about 40% in taxes, then yes, that's expensive. But like the application itself was just a couple hundred euro. Yeah, well, now you're a citizen of the EU and you didn't have to give up your U.S. citizenship, which I know is probably the most case for most people. Now you can essentially work anywhere you want to without having to worry about paperwork and different passports. You can kind of just go, which I think is the dream for most of us Americans here. (laughs) Well, awesome. Um, So this is the first time you're um, on my podcast. How excited are you to chat on my podcast? (laughs) So excited. So excited. So first question, Snack. By the way, um, that is her nickname, and we kind of just well, have... that is your nickname, is Snack. Well, we both have nicknames, and I was thinking it's kind of weird to actually say your name because I've called you... We've called each other nicknames for probably most of our lives at this point. I would say our teens and 20s, and <laughs> I just really don't ever call my sister by her name. But I guess that's... Yeah what sisters do. Okay, back to my questions. Okay, question numero uno. Um, Since we are still in a global pandemic, um, we here in America are struggling probably more than you guys are. What do you think has been the most difficult thing about COVID? Well, I actually was reflecting on this a couple days ago. And I think that if I look at the larger picture, I don't have anything to complain about. Um, I was able to find a very, very good job that I really like in the midst of this. I started a job in April. Um, so I have an income. Um, I'm healthy. I, I mean, it's not fun to work from home. Like, of course, the social contact um, is something that I miss. But generally, I don't have any big complaints. I did have to cancel two trips to the U.S which sucks, but I mean, I can go back after it's all done and my family is mostly healthy. I mean, I don't have any complaints. In Germany, um, Mm -hmm. we're in a lockdown light, so the gyms are closed. Um, You can go shopping, but they only allow a couple people into the stores. There's basically no kinds of um, free time activities that are available. And it is also dark at 4 p.m., like pitch black. So that's hard, but we're all in the same boat. Yeah, it's actually dark here around 4, 4.30 as well. But you guys are kind of different because in the summertime, it's daylight all the way until like, I'm talking like bright at like, what, 10, 11 o'clock at night? Yeah, sun starts setting at 11 in the summer. So we have really long summers and then really short uh days in the winter and it's cold yeah that too is cold and it's gonna get even colder so um yeah (laughs) that's difficult as well Iggy and I just want to uh point out to anyone listening um it wasn't like my sister just randomly got a job she had been trying and applying for jobs I feel like you were trying to find a job Forever. Yeah, I mean, it, it was really, really, really difficult. I do speak German, um, and I thought that that would kind of help, but it, it didn't. I was a career change student when I was doing my master's, and then I thought when I graduated, I would be able to apply for jobs, but um, I didn't do my university how the Germans do it, so they 
will do a lot of internships or work, have student jobs during their studies. And at that point, I wasn't German, so I wasn't able to leave the job I had because it was connected to my visa. So when I graduated, these companies gave me feedback and they said, well, you don't have any work experience. So after my master's degree and after I've been working for over 10 years, I had to go back and do internships in the field um, of public health to be able to gain experience. And then, yeah, it took uh, a year and a half of interning before I could get a job. (laughs) But I did finally land one and I'm really happy. Yeah. Well, your internships were really cool. Can you just briefly tell everyone, y'all, my sister is a boss. Tell us um, where some of your internships were. Um, Well, I did three. So first I went to um, Kigali, Rwanda for three months, and I was working with an NGO there who worked with, um, it's called Kigali Hope Association, if you want to Google it. And they work with young people who are affected by HIV. So they work with setting up different support programs and support groups. Um, And then I also interned at the WHO in Washington, D.C. for two months, um, working with social determinants of health. And then um, I was interning at a consulting company in Hamburg that works in um, public health development consulting. That's so cool. So, yeah, getting a job, especially after all of this time period and In the midst, um, I think you got lucky because you got your job sort of at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I think deserves a pat on the back. And it's kind of well-deserved in the first place because snap, you did a lot to get that. So, Oh, hang on. Can you hear this? I did. Okay. So, yeah, um, whenever I talk to my sister, we either do WhatsApp chat. uh, There's like a little phone option on there, but the service was actually terrible so we're doing skype right now and i honestly haven't used skype in a long skype in a long time so i don't know um what she can hear and what she can't so um being so far away um traveling back and forth is just so expensive sometimes not to mention that but it's also the time because you lose what two to three days every time you travel here and there um we don't always get to spend our holidays or important events, birthdays, whatever, with each other or our family. So what do you think has been like the most difficult thing about spending time away from family, especially during the holidays? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a time that you spend with family. um, But I've been abroad for 10 years now. And I think Unfortunately, most of the holidays I don't spend with you guys. Um, That was a plan this year. I definitely wanted to fly to the U.S. over Christmas, so I am bummed that that is not going to happen. But yeah, just have to make the time you are together um, extra sweet. Yeah, we actually have a family chat, so we kind of chat with each other on like a daily basis. But I was thinking, I was like, we saw each other last November in Stuttgart, we went to the world championships for gymnastics and we got to watch Simone Biles and everybody uh, compete. And that was the last time we saw each other, but I can't even think of the last time I saw our parents. I don't know if you, when was that? That was March, 2018. Was it really that long ago? Maybe for you. Yep. 
Dang. That's the last time I saw my dad. I saw my my mom did fly here last year, so I saw her, but I haven't seen my dad in yeah, almost two years. Yeah. One of the things that's most difficult besides you being so far away is that typically during December and I would say really just December and the New Year's, um, especially as a dancer, it would be my highest paying month because there were so many events, uh, Christmas shows, holiday shows, private parties. Um, I also find that there's a lot of commercials at the end of the year as well because a lot of companies have their budgets that they have to sort of spend for the rest of the year. And so it makes it really difficult for me as an actress to to leave town. What do you how do you feel about that? Well, yeah, that's always kind of frustrating to arrange trips around your schedule because like you said, um you you said Christmas and New Year's are your big earning months. So that's also typically the time where I can travel. So I think that's always a challenge for the both of us is to try and find time where we can both meet up. Goodness. I mean, I feel like in Germany, you have so many holidays, especially more than Americans here, but it's not like you want to come here all the time. And even if you do, like, it's just difficult because as an entertainer, we don't have the consistency of work that most people do. Most people are like, oh, I'll take off today and I'll just make it up on Monday. And I'm like, well, I don't have a Monday where I can just make it up. Like I have to work when I have to work. And what's really unfortunate is because we work as independent contractors, a lot of these jobs are with a new company every single time. So if I say no to a job one time, the chances, it, chances are next time they need someone they're not going to come back to me. They're going to go to the person who um, said yes. And unfortunately, really sucks, but that's just how it is. And that's what makes um, struggle even more. And speaking of struggle, you know that I've been in this industry for, I would say, over a decade, first as a dancer and now as an actress. What has it been like for you watching me struggle and bitch and cry and moan, but also have some successes in there? What is that like for you to watch? Well, I do commend you for sticking with it. I think I would have given up a long time ago. Um, I think you also have to have a certain personality to be able to work in your industry. For me, I need some type of like regularity and I need to know that I'm getting money. Um, And you know when it's coming from who and I need to know that it's going to be regular so we, I think we live very, very different lifestyles when it comes to that. Yeah, I don't know. I think I feel your frustration sometimes, but I also like can't imagine living that myself. Yeah. Also, I don't, I don't think I shared with you guys, but we're actually twins. So we, you know, yeah, so we're twins. So to have the complete different opposites of life and decision and everything is always really surprising when I tell people, oh, we're twins and she did this, this, this. And I only got an associate's degree and my sister's got her master's and she was considering going back for a PhD. And so, yes, we are very, very quite different. But I think that, especially now being so far away, I think, and we're older, um, pretty supportive of each other. So I think that's really special. What kind of shows do you think I would be good on? Like, do you see me doing like, action movies or do you see me doing like rom-coms or like game of thrones sort of stuff like what would be really cool for you to see me do i mean everything i think 
actresses and actors are very versatile on what they can do. And I think it would be cool to see you in an action movie and then like the next month in a rom-com. Yeah, doing all different things. Dope. Is it cool for you? And I know the difficult thing is when I I do have like a spot on TV, you can't watch it because Germany blocked it or whatever. So it's hard sending you stuff. But is it cool to see me doing some of these projects like on TV or some of the films that I've done? Is that cool for you? I mean, yeah, it's cool. Also, because I've never really (laughs) seen you act before. So when I get to finally see it, and like understand more about what you do then yeah it's cool cool well fun um before we end let me do a moment of positivity Okay, and so uh, towards the end of every single episode, I have a moment of positivity. It's a quote, um, something motivational, something that keeps me going and I thought it would be a really great idea to hear what you guys have to say that keeps you positive and motivated. So if you will, please share a quote or a positive story. Go. Um, I mean, I can give you one in German and then translate it into English. Okay, do it. Love it. Okay. Wir müssen ja sowieso denken, warum denn nicht gleich positiv? And that means, basically, mm-hmm. um, we have to think anyways, so why not think positive from the beginning? Hey, yay, I like that one. I basically Googled a uh, German positive quote. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. I think it's a good one, though, because... Yeah, then I decided I liked it. No, I, I think it's good because why waste your time and your energy on negative thoughts? Because we have to have thoughts anyways. And I'm not saying that negative thoughts won't come into your mind. But if you can c- try to control it, might as well try and make it positive. Exactly. Well, good job, Snack. Um, That's basically it. Thank you for joining me on my podcast today. Any last words that you would like to share with everybody who's listening to my podcast, Always Acting Up? Everybody hire my sister. She's awesome. Yeah. So thank you, Snack, for joining me on my podcast. I hope you had a good time. Thanks, Snack. I had so much fun. Okay, bye. bye. Now it's your turn. Do you have a moment or quote or something that keeps you motivated or maybe like a good motivational positive story? I do. Oh, okay. I do, I do. Tell us. Okay. Yes. Here is a thought for the day. Okay. Okay. We come into this world with nothing and we go out of this world with less. So Hmm. just remember that. That's, that's true. (laughs) I, I liked it. Um, did you go on Google to find that or is that one that you just had in your, in your mind? I also have another one. Okay. Let's see. You didn't answer the question though. Okay. How about this? Still didn't answer the question. My future starts when I wake up every morning, every day I try to find something creative to do with my life. Oh, I like it because we only have we only have one life and we only have a limited amount of time on here. So you might as well enjoy it. So every morning you better make you better make good. 
Well, thank you, Mommy, for joining me on my podcast today. Is there... Is there any other uh, things you would like to mention? Um, I miss you. I love you. I miss you. Love you, too. Uh, what, like something motivational? Yeah. All right, here's one. Okay, good. Okay. Your, pa- your past does not determine who you are. Your past prepares you for who you are to become. Mm-hmm. How's that one? <laughs> I like it. It was good. I knew it. I'm impressed. I liked it. And um, yeah, I think mom and I kind of talked about that. Your hard times sort of uh, make you who you are today. And if you didn't have those hard times, you're never going to learn. You're never going to be who you're meant to be. You're always going to be sort of stuck in the same um, place, not making any improvements if you don't have those hard times. Well, yeah, the thing is, is that some people have it way harder than others and stuff, you know. So I had it harder than your mom. Your mom had it pretty tough, but we wanted to make sure that you and Karen, you know, had some something normal growing up. Like, you do the best you can. and mm-hmm. I think we had a pretty normal. There's, there's nothing else you can do. I mean, so, you know, I mean, that's just the way it is. Boom. Good job. Well, Dad, thanks for joining us um, on my podcast here today. Are there any uh, last-minute additional words, tips, tricks, advice, any comments, anything else you'd like to share with us before I sign off? No, I appreciate you inviting me onto the pod. I don't know what the, what this does, but all right. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but. Yeah, thanks. Oh, that was so much fun, you guys. I didn't think they were going to be as willingly um, open and uh, interested in participating in my questions, but I'm so glad that they did. Um, I don't know if you guys learned anything, but that was fun for me. So thank you guys for joining me today. This is my last podcast of the year. We have some really great guests coming for next year. I have a producer. I have the president of SAG-AFTRA in New Mexico um, and maybe some casting directors in the meantime. Uh, So stay tuned. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe in the comment section below. And yes, enjoy your holidays with your family or your makeshift family and uh, see you next year.